Lindsay. And I'm Hazel, and we're Carrot and Stick. A writing podcast that's all about trying out the weird writing advice that we find on the internet and seeing if it actually helps us fight writer's block. This week, we took on the challenge of Morning Pages by Julia Cameron. And what are those, Lizzie? Morning pages are basically three pages that you write every morning that are supposed to kind of get your creative juices flowing, but there's really um, nothing that constrains what you're writing in them. So you can write it like you can journal, you can just write what comes to mind and do free writing. The point is just to write three non-judgmental pages of writing to get out of your system so that when you write later, hopefully uh, it's good and productive and awesome stuff that comes out then. So in essence, the challenge that we did this week is, does writing about nothing make you good at writing about something? (laughs) Hmm. Well, how many words did you end up writing of something, not including your morning pages? It's hard to say because they were all handwritten, but I'm going to guess like less than 500, somewhere in that neighborhood. I was in the same boat. I think I wrote around 500, but it's weird to measure it because it was for a graphic novel script. So it's kind of a strange thing where it's it's kind of like screenplay formatting, too, where it's not really quantity of words that makes it easy to track how far you've gotten. Can you measure that in, like, number of pages, then? Yeah, I think pages would be the better way to do it. And if it were pages, it would be, like, two to three pages of a script that's 22 pages in total, or will be 22 pages. That feels pretty solid to me. Thank you. 10%. <laughs> so you worked on the graphic novel mostly this week? Yeah. Yeah, that's my fun side project. My opposite genre piece that's actually in a genre that I am excited to tackle. <laughs> what did you work on? So I actually went back to that witch story that I was working on at the beginning of this season, which was fun. Cool, cool. So did you think that writing morning pages was a success? In terms of getting me to write more, not really. But there were a lot of other reasons I wasn't able to put that much time into writing this week to begin with. But it wasn't like doing the morning pages then made me feel more invigorated later to write. I don't know. Maybe the change that they cause is more subtle than that. In terms of getting me to think about like various things in my life, mostly work. I wrote a lot about work. But also including my writing. Occasionally I did, like, turn my morning pages into brainstorms for my writing. That was good. Oh, that's such a good idea. I feel like I might have been more invested in my morning pages if I had actually written about something I cared about. Which sounds bad, but I I guess I thought of it as being free writing, even though it didn't specifically say you have to do free writing for morning pages. Maybe I should have been brainstorming. Wait, so what did you write about if not free writing? Well, in free writing, I was just... I mean, mostly I wrote about dreams, That I had had because in the morning, I mean, part of why I like to write in the morning is that I feel like it's a blank slate kind of. So I think if I did morning pages at night and did like evening pages, I would be getting stuff out of my system maybe that I had been thinking about all day. But in the morning, I'm just like, ah, I mean, all I have to think about is the dream I had last night. So a lot of mine turned into a weird dream journal. Huh. For me, I would definitely like think about the things I had to do that day, which is a lot of cases um, has to do with work. Or, like, things that had been bothering me, but I didn't, like, put enough thought into. Mm -hmm. And I got to, like, kind of process on that page. So it's, like, it's good for almost, like, meditating or, like, realizing there were things that were bothering you, but you didn't actually acknowledge it until you actually sat down to journal. Yeah, one thing that I learned is that even though you think you have nothing to journal about, you always have something to journal about. (laughs) Harsh truths. (laughs) Yeah, I did feel like sometimes I wanted it to be meditative, but I felt more often I was going, how much, how many more pages do I have left to do of this? Like, oh man, that only got me to like a third of the page. Dang it, I still have two and three quarters pages left or whatever. You didn't find that like morning pages clarity 
that Julia keeps talking about. No, I didn't find that it like nursed and cajoled me or whatever the wording was. I did a morning pages at my work retreat and I shared a hotel room with my boss, which was actually really nice because I like her a lot. But um, she definitely woke up in the morning and looked over at me and was like, we were all drinking last night. Why are you like writing at 8 a.m.? And I was like, "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) I have a very important podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So overall, did you did you enjoy doing them, even though you didn't feel like they necessarily made you more productive or creative? I did enjoy them. Yeah. If we're going to move on to the things that surprised us, though, I was really surprised by how much time it takes to write three pages. Oh my gosh, 100%. (laughs) Three pages takes forever. Like at least 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes to write. And honestly, like, I personally didn't consider this challenge to be a success because I felt like that was just, it ate my writing time up, my actual writing time, I felt like. I enjoyed them, but I kind of was like, I have to get up even earlier to make time for these. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And like I said, I feel like the thing that got cut out of my morning routine was doing any other writing, which seems like a really sad sacrifice. I feel like it's good if you're then going to go out and do some other job. So like if if you wanted to do morning pages and then you could then spend the next seven hours working on your writing, then I think it would make sense. But like... If you have to squeeze your writing time into either the morning or the evening anyway, then doing the morning pages may just end up being more helpful for your life overall as opposed to specifically your writing. Unless you're not able to get into the zone and you just get mad at yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I was in the zone. I kind of felt like it reminded me a little bit of affirmations too of like, I felt like uh, this challenge was like, drink the Kool-Aid, Lizzie, drink it. And I was like, I refuse. (laughs) I just can't like fully let go and do it. Though I do think by the end of the week, I was a little bit more relaxed about it. Like my first um, sort of dreamish kind of entry that I wrote was very much like I was clearly trying to write it. And then by the end, I was just like, this is literally what happened. Yeah, I had a thought where I was like, I suppose one could just approach the morning pages by writing fiction, like whatever comes out. But I do tend to like slow down and consider things more when I want to write fiction, which is the opposite of what free writing should be. So I was like, I could try, but who knows if it would work. Also, did you like, did you literally write in a notebook or did you do it on the computer? I did it in a notebook, though I actually came across a tool that um, my friend Jordan shared with me. Friend of the show, Jordan, thank you very much. So it's this tool called 750words.com. And the person who made this, who is a developer by the name of Buster, goes by at Buster on Twitter, wanted to do this everyday writing challenge. But he actually clarified and said that, like, he didn't necessarily want to do them in the morning. It was just about making sure that you wrote three pages every day. And he calculated that three pages was roughly 750 words. So it's not writing in a notebook. You write into this web application, but it counts your words as you go. And it kind of tracks like what your writing habits are, like what time of day you tend to write, when you tend to be the most productive, what things you write about by analyzing what words you use. And if you're into that kind of stuff, it's very interesting. And if you're the kind of person who like feels like it might be wasteful to have all these uh, notes down in a notebook where they're able to be easily accessed, this could be a good tool. I do feel like that is one of the bummers of writing in actual notebooks, is I'm like, there's no search feature. No, you can't control F paper. It's very disappointing. Somebody should actually make a startup to do that. <laughs> Hazel's just Hazel's just nodding very skeptically. I'm on it. 
Um, what else about the challenge surprised you? Mostly just how long it took. And that my pages ended up being this weird dream journal. Like, as soon as you said that you were brainstorming projects, I realized, why wasn't I doing that? (laughs) Um, But it's like, I guess that's really just what came to mind for me in the morning, though. But it did take so long to write them. And if I didn't have a dream, I was like, here I go writing some weird poetry about my scarf. Why? Why the scarf? Well, it started out as an ode to my cat, Kiara. And then she bit me. I got really upset. And I was like, well, I'm writing about my scarf now. Thank you very much. Um, Maybe uh, in a moment we will read some selections from our journals. Or not our journals, from our morning pages. That moment can be right now if you'd like. Sure. I'm going to go ahead and read my ode to Kiara from my morning pages. Because I know everyone wants to hear this. An ode to Kiara. Whose nose is as pink as a petal, whose eyes are as green as summer fields, her silky coat, black and mischievous, a soot-colored cloak, and the interior, oh, the interior, miles and miles of soft white paradise, the greatest gift, but such a treasured possession, and then there's an M dash. And then, okay, this cat has literally attacked me three times as I've sat here writing. She no longer earns any poetry. I shall have to write an ode to my scarf. Dearest scarf, our eyes locked. (laughs) And then it goes on to the ode to the scarf. Amazing. And you said you didn't write creative things. That was probably the best thing to come out of the morning pages, if I'm being honest. I like how you described Kiara's eyes as, what was, her eyes as like summer fields. And I'm in my head, I'm like, this cat has never been outside. <laughs> That's true. And when she goes outside, she promptly throws herself onto the concrete and just rolls <laughs> on the concrete. <laughs> she has no interest in the trees or the plants. She's just like, mm, give me some of this concrete goodness. <laughs> she has no interior. That's true. Yes, I meant the interior, like the the fluffy belly that uh, cat owners know is like the softest part of the cat. Uh, But it could also mean her like internal life, like her her thoughts and her greatest desires. (laughs) Actually, uh, small tangent, but uh, I was, Ben and I were talking about um, how weird writing obituaries is like recently and I was like well if we wrote an obituary for Kiara it would be like Kiara enjoyed Benny hobbies such as the top of the fridge (laughs) (laughs) who what kind of pet owners are you that you consider writing obituaries for your not dead animal (laughs) weird ones (laughs) all right everyone so our official like get unstuck writing exercise this week is write an obituary for your living pet just in time for Halloween Nice. (laughs) Hazel, did you have any exciting excerpts from your morning pages? One thing that I think you might appreciate is uh, on the days where it was a little bit harder to focus, and I would just kind of stop and stare off into the distance mid-sentence as I started writing, um, I decided to track every time that I lost focus, and I'll just read a little bit from that. For some reason this morning, I just really want to clean. Maybe this is an improvement upon feeling total despair, but it's also hard for words to come out in general. I should make a little mark every time I pause to rub my eyes or stare vacantly into space. But what should this mark be? The first thing that comes to mind is a bear, but I cannot draw bears. (laughs) Alas. Let's go instead with a little leaf. It can represent my focus detaching and flying off somewhere. So, over the next few pages, there's a lot of leaves just kind of scattered in between sentences, which means that during that time, I completely stopped writing and did not think about anything at all. 
Oh, that's so lovely, though. And I imagine it looks so beautiful in your notebook, too, all the little leaves. They actually get, like, uglier as I go. Oh, no. (laughs) The first one's very cute, and then the second one is, like, really questionably a leaf. I guess it's a good thing you didn't do bears every time, then. Yeah, I think I understood that bears would have been too challenging. Yeah, by the end, those bears would have just looked horrifying. (laughs) You can also tell, uh, like, what tends to run in my mind by default, because I'll have a leaf, or, like, my my, uh, thought process would clearly be interrupted, and then I'll just come back to writing with, like, man, I really love Hunter Hunter. <laughs> I also forgive myself at that point where there's there's a leaf and then it says, maybe it's actually normal for your consciousness to fly up at the end of a thought. Not all thoughts connect neatly to, into the next thought, after all. Hashtag not all thoughts 2017. Hashtag not all thoughts 2017! <laughs> the official hashtag of the Carrot and Stick podcast. I, I, I don't know if I want to go with that one. Let's give, like Let's workshop that one. <laughs> Fair enough. But if you leave us a review and hashtag it with not all thoughts 2017, it'll make me smile. That is fair. That is fair. Also, what a good time to remind you guys that if you have nothing to do, you should totally go leave us a review on iTunes. Because honestly, that is the way that people find this podcast above all other ways. So uh, you should go check it out and leave us a review. That'd be so awesome. Alternately, just uh, if you happen to type your morning pages, just take a paragraph from your morning pages and dump it in the review box. We'd love that. Uh, if we had just like very like if our reviews were just poetry with no context for if this podcast is good, I'd be okay with that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, just make sure it's five stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one stars followed by your poetry. Okay, we don't appreciate that. Also, Julia says uh, morning pages are meant to not be shared. Don't don't listen to her. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> That's true. We clearly shared some right now. I think the important thing is just that you're not tailoring your morning pages to get published or something. They won't be. <laughs> So what distracted you from your writing this week? Oh, man. This is where it gets kind of dark. So distracted is, like, kind of maybe not the right word, but, like, reading this article was a very sobering experience. This was an article on Quartz, and it's called The Secret to Kazuo Ishiguro's Success, Ditching Housework, Thanks to His Wife. And uh, as you may or may not know, Kazuo Ishiguro is a British novelist who has had some success, and I can't say that I've read a whole lot of his work, so I can't really comment on the quality of it or not, but the article is about um, how he basically handed over all of his housework to his wife in order to finish his novel. And not just finish his novel, but finish it well, in a way where he could totally immerse himself in the in the world of the story. And this was only for four weeks, and she consented to it, but um, I... I read that and it was kind of like a a grim reminder of, you know, if you are a person who lives alone and is self-sufficient, you know, taking care of yourself and doing housework is a pretty valid factor that uh, impacts your productivity, even if you don't want it to. And it's just a sacrifice you have to make if you are wanting to be on your own. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of in Amanda Palmer's book, The Art of Asking. She has this example where um, Henry Thoreau was, like, off in his cabin riding Walden, but his mom was, like, bringing him donuts every day, (laughs) where it's, like, he has this image, you know, of just being, like, the fierce, like, lone wolf writer. But, like, somebody has to take on some of that work because 
you just can't be fully immersed unless someone else is helping you. I feel like I see a lot of times in the acknowledgments of books, like spouses will thank the other person for like, thank goodness you took care of me while I was editing because I couldn't handle anything I was doing. And I always feel so conflicted about that. Like, it just seems so problematic to shirk all of your responsibilities onto someone else. And not everyone has someone to shirk those responsibilities onto. It's just, uh, I don't know. I guess it's just like a life's unfair thing. But I, I don't like the idea of when you have to hand off responsibilities that you deem not as as important as writing and you just like put them, you know, you shift them down the line. Yeah, the article then goes on to list a bunch of notable authors who had, you know, wives or mothers or sisters, almost always women, just kind of taking care of them. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm sure it's like all male writers, right? <laughs> yeah, there were no prominent female writers listed that I can remember, at least, who, uh, you know, shafted all of their work onto their father. That seems highly unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not all dads. <laughs> but yeah, so thinking about that. But also um, things that uh, impeded writing were, um, I went to a work retreat, I got sick after the retreat, I went to a writer's conference, and I just had a a rough week in general. You know, it just happens. How was the writer's conference? So that's actually one of the things that inspired me this week. Oh, perfect. Going to the writer's conference was really good. You know how you go to um, conferences to listen to other people talk about their work, ostensibly? But really, the whole time you're kind of thinking about your own stuff, because all writers are egomaniacs and only care about their own work. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. (laughs) So you'd be listening to people talk about their experiences and their techniques, and you kind of think quietly, like, oh, I could use that for my thing, blah, blah, blah. So that was really good. Um, That's what kind of got me back uh, thinking about my witch story, and that's where I had the chance to do a little writing on the spot, because one of the workshops I went to included a little writing activity. It was good. Oh, cool. Awesome. What about you? What inspired you? Or no, what distracted you? I felt distracted this week by just not having time to write in general. And honestly, I didn't feel like morning pages helped with that at all. It was just like no time. Just a very bloated week full of things that weren't writing, unfortunately. So that was kind of a bummer. It happens, you. It happens. But on a more positive end, um, some of my friends um, who heard that I had finished editing my book were really enthusiastic about reading it and were really encouraging about, you know, hoping that it goes somewhere and stuff like that. So that was really inspiring. And unfortunately, I was like, great, but I don't have that book to work on anymore. (laughs) So it didn't really like directly funnel into like working on uh, this other project necessarily, but it did keep me feeling like that validation, you know, of feeling like a writer, which is which is necessary and awesome to get. So thank you, friends. What are your goals for next week? So like I said, I intended to go somewhere with my opposite genre project, but then I kind of didn't because I wanted to go back to my witch story. (laughs) So I ended up following the same trajectory as you, where I was momentarily interested in this idea and then ultimately wanted to get back to a different thing. So I'll probably uh, return to the witch story and the fanfic that I was writing. It's my goal. Nice. Um, And I think mine is just to carve out some time to make sure that I write next week. Um, And I would like to query 10 agents, put in and out there, a specific number, pass, fail. That's the first thing I'm going to ask you next week. Did you do 10? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If I remember. If I don't, then listeners, please mentally berate me. (laughs) Or berate me (laughs) on like social media or something. Like, Lizzie, did you do it? So overall judgment warning pages, I felt like not so great. Honestly, I did not feel like they made me more productive, nor did they make me more creative. Overall judgment for me, uh, I think they're good for your life as a general life exercise. If you like 
journaling if you like meditative activities they're great um for writing i think you have to go into it with a bit more intentionality and if that's the case then maybe you might better spend that time just actually brainstorm writing <laughs> yeah i agree you could kind of maybe make your own method too where you write three pages related to your story that morning, whether that's fleshing out a character or some of the world. Maybe that's a way to, you know, make it feel a little bit more relevant to what you want to accomplish. Next week's challenge is reading before writing. So this one is basically what it sounds like. Before writing, read a piece of fiction or creative nonfiction for 20 minutes. That's it. Then you just start writing. Sweet. Yeah, hopefully that's going to get some creative juices uh, flowing. But you know how that is, like, when you consume a piece of media, you're kind of impacted by it for the next however much time. That could always be a thing, so just read an author you love and see if any of their writerly magic rubs off on you. Or you could read something that's really relevant to what you're writing, either something that's in a similar genre or a similar vein. Um, I'm also really curious for this challenge. I was literally just complaining about morning pages taking about 20 minutes, so I'm really curious if I'm going to feel that the reading before writing is similarly a waste of time or if it's going to actually be something beneficial. Okay, okay. So let's move on to something positive for our weekly favorites. Hazel, what was your weekly favorite? My weekly favorite. This is a long train of thought for how we get there. (laughs) So I listened to a podcast called The Illusionist. That's The Illusionist with an A by Helen Zaltzman, which is a podcast about language and etymology. And it's a lot of fun. And she recently did a... uh, collaboration episode with uh, Imaginary Worlds, which is done by Eric... Ooh, what's his last name? Oh, Ben loves Imaginary Worlds. I haven't listened to it, though. Imaginary Worlds by Eric Malinsky. And um, he did an episode about music and um, music as a world-building exercise. He interviewed two rappers who use video game characters and video game worlds to inspire their rap, one of whom is a rapper named Samus, and that's Samus with two M's, but yes, like the Metroid character, she is amazing. Like, I went and found her YouTube channel after hearing her on this episode, and I'm pretty hooked. She raps with an arm cannon. Like, she's got a real arm cannon that she puts on her arm and brings on stage with her. What? Uh, Oh my god. She has a bunch of really cool music videos on her YouTube channel, which is Samus Music, And if you are into the Metroid series, her uh, album that uses a lot of uh, sampling from Metroid and talks about themes from the game is called Another M. And you can find it on her Bandcamp page, which is samusmusic.bandcamp.com. That's Samus with two M's. That sounds super cool. I am totally checking that out. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love this woman. She's super cool. (laughs) Um, My weekly favorite was a little scarier. Uh, Ben and I watched It Follows because I missed that train as well when it came out like two years ago. Um, It was so scary. (laughs) I knew it was going to be so terrifying. And I don't usually get scared by horror movies. Like I don't love them, but I just find them kind of like intriguing. And I don't know. I don't I don't like I guess the American like jump scare horror film specifically. But this was much more um, much more like subtle horror and I knew it was going to be super creepy because when Ben just described it to me after he had watched it I was like I'm good I'm good that's horrifying sounding like this thing just follows you at a distance I'm good uh and so it was really creepy but really cool and it has a very interesting like dreamlike setting uh that's fascinating and since we're on the topic of weird dreams and things thanks morning pages um it was just really (laughs) intriguing and really cool and I always um really like when I see 
unique settings that are like truly unique. I think that's so cool. So feeling inspired by that. Nice. I'll probably end up watching that sometime soon too. Oh, you will you will love it because it's so good, but it's so scary too. <laughs> Just in time. For the only holiday that matters. <laughs> Where is the lie though? <laughs> If you want to hear more of the things that we find cool and inspiring or spooky and intriguing, you can follow us on our Twitter at Lizzie and Hazel, and that's Lizzie with a Y. You can also reach us at carrotandstickpodcast at gmail.com or at our Tumblr at carrotandstickpodcast. The Tumblr is also where our surveys live. Lizzie has been hard at work at creating an Instagram account for us, also by the name Carrot and Stick Podcast. And there have been stories on there as well. So if you follow and check it out, there might be something fun for you. Thank you also to Slime Girls for letting us use their track You Belong off of the album No Summer No Cry for our intro and outro music. Uh, Speaking of video game music in this episode, on the same album you can find an amazing remix of the song Dating Start from Undertale. Highly recommend. We will see you in episode 8. Read a book, write some words. Read a cat. Write some words. I gotta say both. (laughs) Read a cat.